Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. That's right. We've made it to the weekend. Packers will be on the football field Monday night, meaning we have, like, what, a third Sunday in a row without Packers football? This just isn't right. It's not how nature was was intending life to be. Sundays, multiple Sundays in a row in November and December without Packers football. People, I can't handle it. I'm going crazy, but wait, we shall, I shall be back in Wisconsin tomorrow. I'm looking very forward to being back in the motherland, so to speak, for uh, much of the week. Excited to go to the Patreon and carry the G Club member meetup Sunday afternoon. And of course, to watch the Packers kick some Rams ass and kick it, they shall. I'm feeling good about this game, people. I'm feeling good. Packers getting their full complement of wide receivers back for the first time since week two. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson ready to tear the place apart. Well, that's the hope anyway. Also hoping that you'll check out Firecracker Farm. That's right, people. Try out this amazing hot salt and support a small family brand. Use the code CHTV for 25% off at firecracker.farm. What is Firecracker Farm hot salt? It's a super high quality product made by a family brand. Why do you need it? This hot salt makes everything taste amazing. Sea salt infused with ghosts, Trinidad Scorpion, and Carolina Reapers grown on their own farm. You can elevate steak, pastas, and soups with savory heat. Take your cocktails to the next level. Seriously, the best Bloody Mary or spicy margarita you'll ever have. A pinch is even amazing on fruit, like pineapple or strawberries with honey. Go to firecracker.farm. Use code CHTV for 25% off. I support this family brand. Do it, people. Good to see everybody in the comment section. Hello. Happy Friday, everybody. Soder's here. What's up, Soder? How you doing? <laughs> I love Chris Ledv Ledvina has uh, started us off with, we'll see ever see, I'm thinking you're saying, will we ever see a Super Bowl with the Packers? Um, Hopefully. I doubt it this year. Um, but by the way, uh, I've seen them in two uh, that they won, and it was pretty great. We're not going to talk about that third one that they lost because that sucked. But, uh, you know, life is long, man. Things change quickly, as this year can attest. Unfortunately, they changed in a way we didn't like. But you know, this team could be back contending in one year. So one year at a time, baby. That's what you got to do. What else we got, folks? Vex, what's going on? Thanks to the Super Chat. Would starting Jordan Love from game one on, assuming 12 wasn't re-signed, could, could have hurt his development given the O-line had a very rough start? I mean, sure. There, there's no doubt that everything that kind of transpired throughout the season would have made life pretty damn difficult for a first-time starter. But it also would have helped him as far as play experience, dealing with whatever was thrown at him. Because that's life in the NFL. It's never perfect. It's never what it is on paper sitting there in the spring and you're looking at the year going, oh, we've got this all this great talent and we're going to utilize it. And then injuries strike and guys either develop or take a step back, as we certainly have seen this year. That's each and every year in the NFL. So could it have? Sure. But nothing, nothing can get you better kind of developed and uh, improving and you know, giving you opportunities to improve than playing. You got to play. And Jordan's got to play. No doubt about that. Uh, what else we got, folks? 
Who will get more yards Monday, 87 or 9? Oh, Thirsty Beach, I'm going with 9 on that one. Most definitely. And that's not to say that um, Dobbs can't come out and have a game, but I don't think they're going to force feed him. I don't think it's going to be the Dobbs show by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Matt was asked about, you know, the potential playtime for Dobbs. And he said, you know, he's a guy who hasn't played a lot of ball in the last couple, you know, month plus. And the, most likely I would think they would kind of, maybe not on a pitch count per se, but I don't think they, I don't think he'll play like a full allotment. I think he, they will use him judiciously, kind of ease him back into action. That would be my guess. Uh, Jay, what's up? Why doesn't Packers Daily show up under videos on YouTube where the most recent uploads are? It used to be every video, but now there are no dailies there. Jay, you'll look down a little bit. There's a tab that says live. And that's not us. YouTube did that. So all the live videos like this one are under the live tab. That's this. Packer transplants. Anything we do live is under that live tab. You're welcome. Start the season Labor Day weekend. I would like that. Trying to tackle A.J. Dillon in the frozen tundra is not going to be fun for those Rams. Go Pack Go. Brenton, you are correct. There is zero doubt that uh, this is a game that A.J. Dillon should be featured in. Now, who knows? They got their full complement of receivers. Matt's joking about going five wide. Please, baby Jesus, give the ball to A.J. Dillon. But yes, this is a game that he should maybe not take over, but he should be featured in. And look, the Rams are a good defense when it comes to stopping the run. I mean, for all their struggles this year, one thing they have done well is limit rushing attacks. So um, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be easy. But this is a game where I want to see A.J. Dillon utilized early and often and then let uh, Aaron Jones loose on the perimeter and in the passing game especially get him going as well. That's what That would be my Christmas wish list. We all know Matt ain't going to pay attention to that. Brandon, thanks for the super chat. Still excited we got a shot. However, seriously, think we need a lot more help on the interior D-line. Inside linebackers are good if they are kept clean and don't get linemen up to the second level easily. I would tend to agree with that. I'm interested to see if some of this young talent can get on the field. I mean, we've seen what Jerron Reed can do. We've seen what Dean Lowry can do. And uh, it's limited. I would like some of the younger guys like TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Get them on the field more so than they have been in recent vintage and let them develop. I mean, God knows. You've seen what those other guys can do, and uh, it is limiting, to say the least. Uh, oh, Scott, could Christian Watson be the next Randy Moss? Man, I don't know about all that. Um, I know one of his, I don't know if it was a position coach or a head coach in college called him Baby Moss. That was his nickname. Um, but there's only one Randy Moss. I mean, any Packers fan who remembers when Randy was drafted and the chaos that ensued, if you were a Packers fan, man, I don't know. That's a singular talent. And, you know, Christian can be his own guy, and that's fine. But, man, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see the likes of Randy Moss again. I mean, the thing about Moss that you got to understand that, like, I can't express is the fear you felt as an opposing fan when whoever was at quarterback, whether it was Dante Culpepper, whether it was Warren Moon, it didn't matter. When they did that rollout and they just reared back to launch it, you just knew. You just knew. More often than not, that was six for the Vikings. And it didn't matter how many dudes. He could have three guys draped all over him. Randy Moss was still coming down with the ball. 
That shit sucked, man. H. Carrington, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Last night, I dreamt Matt LaFleur channeled the late, great Jim Fossil and shoved our chips into the middle of the table. We're going to the playoffs. Man, that was a great moment. That was a great moment. RIP to a great, by the way. Um, but that's not Matt's style. I don't think he's ever going to do anything that showy. You know, as he likes to say, he's just a ball coach trying to go one and zero every week. Um, but I do love that idea. Also, it's fascinating. I mean, I do this stuff for a living and I talk about Matt LaFleur all the time, pretty much every day. And I've never dreamt about Matt, but that's a, uh, it's an interesting dream there, bud. That's, that's uh, I like the idea of pushing the chips and telling the world that we're going to the playoffs. I think it was a lot easier for Fossil to do that because I think they had a clear path to the playoffs when he said that. Now, people still doubted them, obviously, but the Packers not only need to win four games, they need a boatload of help as well. So we'll see. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Uh, what else we got? John, thanks for the super chat. Since England and USA are toast, who you got Sunday in the biggest football game of the day? Messi in Argentina or Mbappe in France? I'm going with Mbappe in France. I mean, I think the storybook ending for Messi would be phenomenal. I'm obviously a big, big fan of his. Um, but yeah, I think France is the better side. And I think Mbappe is going to show the world that he's the best yet again. That's my guess. That's all it is. Uh, Vex, thanks for the Super Chat. Randy Moss was an entire wide receiver core in one player. You ain't lying, man. You are not lying. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. Watson, definitely the more athletically gifted, but some of the catches Dobbs made with his hands have gone unnoticed the past couple weeks. You mean that Dobbs made earlier in the season? Um, yeah, no, Dobbs has made some amazing catches. He had a bunch in camp as well. Um, obviously, people probably remember the touchdown catch in Buffalo. Um, I don't think, you know, I think people haven't really been talking about what Dobbs has done earlier in the season because he hasn't been playing. But I don't think anyone's sleeping on Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if a boatload of help is the right term. A few losses and a four-win streak. Slayin, you you can utilize whatever verbiage you, you need or desire. I will use what I need. And I say they need a boatload of help. Do you think the Cowboys have a more talented defense than us? Not talking coaches, just players. That's a good question. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I think it's close. I think, you know, if both squads are fully healthy, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it's close. But I think I would probably tilt towards the Cowboys a little bit. Um. Pack ahead of the curve, can't hit a QB. They play till 40 now. Five-year apprenticeship ain't too bad. I mean, I, I don't know if that, that thinking is that far out, right? That maybe is a nice byproduct. Um, I thought you, when I started reading that, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, Packers ahead of the curve with all the, uh, with all the rules coming as far as protecting the quarterback, heightened rules and possible targeting rules coming, blah, blah, blah. The Packers have already begun not breathing on the quarterback, not even getting close to sacking the QB. That's where I thought you were going. So, but yours was better. Joe, thanks for the Super Chat. If Packers players were allowed to make the pick between Rodgers or Love for 2023, who do you think they would choose? Damn, Joe. Man, I don't know. It's 53 dudes. 
64 if we're doing everybody. Uh, yeah, I have no idea, man. I suspect Rogers, but could, there could definitely be a love faction, so to speak. I think it's much like when you know Brett was near the end, and he really didn't have much in the way of like close connections to the younger guys on the team. You know, I'm sure a lot of those younger guys are maybe not rallying around Jordan, but they certainly you know have spent time with Jordan both in the facility and outside of it. Um, guys like AJ Dillon, I mean, I know he, AJ and Jordan are real close; they're tight. They have the same agents, um, but yeah, or agency. Um, but yeah, I would suspect Rogers would be my guess there. But you never know. It's an interesting question. Too old for this. Thanks for the super chat. Is Donald really injured, or is he just terrified of a certain father of his, of his named Elton Jenkins? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? I mean, I kid. I wish he was – I mean, I know he's probably not going to play, but I'd love to watch him play just because he's an all-time great, and you can't get enough of that stuff. He's a great, great player. And, yeah, it was kind of fun watching him and Elton go after it a couple years ago. But, yeah, no, he's definitely not afraid of anything or anybody. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. Would you trade Aaron Jones for a first-round pick? A first-round pick? Whew, baby, probably not. I mean, it depends on who it was with. If it was with someone I thought was going to finish, like, in a really bad spot, like, bottom of the pile, like, top 10 pick, yeah, probably. But, like, late first-rounder, most likely, probably not. He's too valuable for everything that he does for this offense. I mean... You take Aaron Jones out of the equation, you know, things start changing real, real quickly. And that's no knock on AJ, but it certainly limits the types of things they can do. And uh, we've seen that when he's gone for long stretches, the offense really suffers. Uh, I wouldn't trade Aaron Jones for the entire city of London. Jones is the dude. I feel you, man. I feel you. But at some point, you got to do a cost-benefit analysis. I I just made that up. If Hackett gets fired, do you think the Packers bring him back next year? Nathan, I doubt it, but you never know. Um, I suspect he'd probably get a gig someplace else. Uh, It's not like they're going to kick the org chart on the coaching side uh, just because Hackett's free all of a sudden and they bring him back. And that means, what, Stenovich goes back to O-line coach? Yeah, I don't think any of that's going to happen. But you never know. Maybe they do. Maybe they figure out a way to make it work. But I would suspect he'd get a job someplace else. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> I just drove through it in and out and Ron Zook handed me my food. <laughs> you guys are so mean. Man, Ron Zook, I'll tell you what. Ron Zook maybe could not coordinate a NFL special team, but that man can party. He's good in my book. Uh, why no Devontae Wyatt? Mike, uh, I have no concrete answers other than the one I came up with on Packer Transplants a few weeks ago, in that he must have parked in Joe Barry's spot. That's it. That's all I got. Because other than that, I have no earthly idea why they don't have him out there more. I mean, we played eight snaps in Chicago. No clue. And look, I'm not saying, like, you got to play him as a starter. I'm not saying you got to play him 100% of the snaps. But, man, alive. You know... He's a first-round pick. He's a long-term investment. I understand having patience with it, but he's not going to get better sitting on the sideline. And we've seen the guys in front of him getting run over repeatedly. You know? I don't know, man. It's just uh, just crazy. 
Do you think Rogers talked to Kaiser after that podcast? Wow, Larry, with deep cut right there. Um, I doubt it. I mean, I have no idea. Do they talk regularly, or did they? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, at this point, Aaron is comfortable with who he is, and somebody talking about how he had a discussion about nine eleven conspiracies and looking into it. Um, I don't, you know, I think he is secure in his beliefs and whatever knowledge he thinks he's gained through his studies that, uh, yeah, I don't think, I think that probably goes right off his back. I don't think he gives it a second thought, but maybe who knows? I mean, from what I've heard, the guy barely talks to people when he is like friends with them and in constant communication, like rarely answers his phone, takes forever to text people back, et cetera. So I mean, you can't imagine the guy who you haven't talked to in years suddenly talking about you on a podcast. It's not like you're going to suddenly reach out if you're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I doubt it. Uh, fades to a wide receiver who can't get separation on every third and manageable. Oh, Lee 86. Why? Why are you manifesting this stuff, man? We're going we're gonna to convert on third downs. We're going to matriculate the ball down the field. We're gonna score points. See, I'm making it. I'm making it so. Oh, uh, will we have a new right tackle next year? I don't think so. I know people are uh, kind of confused on um, Yash and his contract situation, but uh, he's a restricted free agent, not an unrestricted free agent. And I think the Packers will keep him in the fold. Mm. Brandon, thanks again. Do you have an opinion on RAS scores? Oh, I think they're phenomenal tools. Um, I think Brian has shown a little bit of flexibility when it comes to, you know, taking a guy or uh, selecting someone whose scores maybe don't match up completely with the Packers' past thresholds. I mean, under Ted, it was locks. It was like Bible stuff. Like you, if he did not meet certain athletic thresholds, and it's not that the Packers use RAS, but you could use RAS to kind of figure out what they were looking for. Um, Ted would like almost by the book to every single dude, like within certain parameters, certain rounds, you knew you were going to get somebody with this kind of short shuttle score, someone with this kind of 40, blah, 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 height with all of it. Um, and then RAS, the athletic testing. I think Brian has shown that he has a type and it's very much in line with what Ted did and what Ron laid down all those years ago. I do think Brian has kind of branched out a little bit, but it is interesting because some of those, I mean, some of them, I mean, one glaring kind of notable uh, selection there, and it's come in the third round, which is the bugaboo for this team for some reason, was trading up for Amari Rogers. I mean, the whole thing with Amari, I remember heading into draft season, was like I didn't really pay that much attention to him because I didn't think he fit their thresholds. And, uh, you know, Brian really liked him, traded up for him. And then, of course, the trade for Cobb and pretty much rendered him <laughs> meaningless in the offense. But, uh, you know, the, the old, what was the old uh, saying from uh, Tom Landry? You know, you start making exceptions pretty soon, you have a team full of them. And I think that's the kind of line you have to walk. But I think RAS is a great tool. And it's really informative for us on the outside to kind of get a handle on where guys fall athletically, just testing wise, and view it kind of similarly to how the Packers are looking at it. Again, we don't know, like, I don't think they use RAS inside the building, but they have their own testing and their own scores, and they line up pretty similarly, if not perfectly, with RAS. So that's uh, my two bits on RAS. 
a helpful guide. Brenton, thanks for the super chat. Rogers is getting to that age where he needs to start making some babies to pass his gene on to baby Rogers Jr. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. But, uh, yeah, I agree. We need a, a Rogers successor. Then we can have House of the Dragon. Bill, thanks for the super chat. Aaron Jones aside, who is a notable Packers good guy? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon is a really good dude. Uh, there, are, there are several others, but if I start listing them, then I don't name somebody, and then it becomes a thing. And uh, Tunyon's the first one that leaps to mind. Ty Summers' RAS score was great, so there's that. <laughs> but you don't just draft for the RAS score. It's just a guidepost, Brandy. That's all it is. Uh, Jair, uh, Jair Alexander didn't fit the mole at cornerback, but man, is he a player. Well, that's one of the exceptions that worked out. No question about it. And he fit everything except, if I remember correctly, everything except height. He was definitely under the height threshold. And I know Brian has tried to hedge there a little bit when he's talked about it publicly, but he made an exception there. And uh, yeah, I think that's worked out pretty damn good. Third down challenge again, Nags? Hell no, I'm never doing that again. Whew, baby. Yeah, that was a rough morning that Monday after that third down challenge. A shot for every third down conversion. No thanks. I choose life. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a huge favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I'll see some of you this weekend. Otherwise, see you Monday night on the watch party. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. 